Welcome in the name of God who has equipped us for the road ahead and promises to come near us along the way. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, you nourish and sustain us in our pilgrimage on this earth. By your Spirit, accompany us on life's journey that we may spread your peace in all the world. Amen. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter. <clears throat> After the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in Paris to every town and place where he himself intended to go, he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. <clears throat> go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, bag, no sandals, and go and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house, and if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person, but if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Seventy returned with joy, saying, The Lord in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Here ends the reading. Grace and peace to you from God and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today I'm going to be sharing with you three stories out of my faith tradition, stories that all come from the Gospel of Luke, and then some things that happened last week to Scott and I, and we'll see if we can all wrap this up together as we send you out to reflect on these words. The setting is the very, very beginning of Luke's Gospel. It was a gathering on a Sabbath morning in the synagogue Jesus was there, a place where he had been numerous times, his family of faith. And on that day, I don't exactly know what it was like, but that attendant must have handed him the scroll from the prophet Isaiah. I had the honor of being at Bell's ordination, and the, that scroll, I have no idea what it was like many years ago, but the scroll there, Millie, you've seen this, powerful. I mean, you, I can imagine opening the scroll up and reading from the prophet Isaiah. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. And just like that, Jesus hands that scroll back to the attendant and sits down. And the eyes of the synagogue are upon him. What is going on? Could it be the way he said those words? Could it be that they started to wonder about the prophet Isaiah and this one they know as the man Jesus? And just as God sends Isaiah, God sends Jesus? We'll never know. But catch that. That Jesus is saying, I am sent too. I am sent also for a journey of a lifetime. And then he continues on, and at one day he is journeying and he notices some very ordinary people. They are fishing. It's early morning and these, their boats are there and the fishermen are there and they're washing their nets. And you know what's not there? Fish. They've caught nothing. And for whatever reason, Jesus commandeers the boat, and it's the one from Simon Peter, and he's pretty receptive. Maybe he's heard Jesus speak before. I'm not real sure. But they go out in the boat. Jesus sits down, and he teaches to the crowds. And at the end of it, he says, Peter, why don't you throw out that net one more time? And Peter says, are you crazy, man? Well, he didn't really say that. But he said, well, you know, we haven't caught anything, Jesus, but if you say so, okay, fine. And the nets go out. And what happens is the nets come back full. And then Jesus says to him, follow me. And he says the same to the sons of John. And pretty soon he enlists 12 men. Follow me. And it's ridiculous that they do. And these people are ordinary people. They're advancement officers and admissions officers and the people who look at the books and they're the building executives and they're students and they're musicians and the arts. Well, not really. But they are common, ordinary people, a lot like us. And then this lesson in Luke that we have today, where now Jesus says 70. I want 70 people to go out in teams of twos. You have 35 people to go out, and you're an advanced team. I'm going to go to these towns and cities, and so first I am sending you out. This is your footpath. And how does he send them? No digital media. Sorry, Desta. No Apple Pay. Sorry, Chris. No backpack, no bicycle, sorry, Ryan. No even extra shoes, sorry, Melissa, <laughs> right? The, he kind of de-equips them from all their normal stuff of life, and he sends them out with a simple word, peace. Say to the homes that you will stay in, peace, shalom, be with you. Three amazing journey stories, all recorded in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus is the sent one. 
Jesus picks 12 and sends them out. Jesus picks 70 and sends them out too. And this is really incredible. This is God's MO from the very beginning. Who else? Who else do these people know that God has sent out? Now this is the audience participation. So name some people that you know that God also sent out. Abraham, you betcha. And thank you for taking a contempt, well, he's not contemporary, but in our lifetime, absolutely. Martin Luther King Jr. Who else did God send out? You think any women? Can you think of any women that God sent out? Mother Teresa, yes. Mary Magdalene. All right, this is God's MO, using ordinary people. And so it begs the question to us, is God sending us out, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, you bet. Whatever God wants to do in the world, God is going to be using us. God enlists ordinary people. The word in Latin for the word sent is the word for mission. And today when we hear that word mission, perhaps you think of mission trips. I know uh, the university works very hard to send students out through the community service center on mission trips. And sometimes they're working with community cooperatives and sometimes they're building houses and sometimes they're working in an orphanage or even handing out uh, medical supplies from time to time. And all these kinds of mission trips are really very fabulous and good. But you know what? To be sent out is much more intense than seven days with your dear friends. It is right here. It is right now into this world where we so easily pick up guns and kill each other. And it's with people who may or may not be your friends it's with anyone with whom you engage, the person who disagrees with you about national politics, the person who quite frankly offends you, the person who needs you in some way when you just as soon sit down and catch up on some blogs and ignore them. It's the person who's at the margins of life without a reliable support of community. Martin Luther would say, Jesus would say, God would say, it's your neighbor. You're sent to your neighbors. Last week, Scott and I were in New York visiting Kyle and Lauren. We had a great trip, we kind of ate our way through the different boroughs of that great town. But on this trip, we visited Ground Zero, and it is something that um, we had resisted, but we said, Kyle, we, we need to do this at some point. And I guess there was some change that they had made where you didn't have to wait in any line to go into the memorial that you could go right in. So we, so we went. And um, I took offense at some of my neighbors, quite frankly, were taking pictures, and I thought, oh, really? And uh, then I would see people putting roses by names, and you know, you'd know I start to cry, right? And then we went up to one of those places, and how many of you have, have been to the site? Yeah, it's really stirring. And to see the outline of 
the buildings and this, this water flow that you hear like a, a melody and, and you cannot see the bottom. And I kept thinking, you cannot see the bottom of the grief of the people who've lost loved ones. This week, 10 years ago, throughout history, that grief just kind of pours right down in. And for me, the really hard part was looking at the names and unborn children being names and women and men and all kinds of people, and they're etched in that wall. And also very shocking to me was the letters in gold, which were the various community helpers who rushed in when people were trying to rush out. And it would give their name, but also their battalion, or their crew, or their emergency management team. And you, you saw that person who was sent, and you saw that team who was sent to accompany them. Well, I don't think those people probably meant to be amazing. I'm sure they counted the cost. I don't think many of us take up a job that we don't consider the cost to us. But I can't get through my mind how they rushed in when people are rushing out. And it really took my breath away. And I thought to myself as I stood there, what would it be like? If I entered each morning of my day and said, I'm sent, I don't know yet to whom, but I am sent. Could I see myself entering each day as sent and powered by a community who surrounds me to do this work together? And can I claim that God too is sending me forth right here, right now, to the people with whom I live, with the people with whom I work, the people with whom I share the freeways, boy, that's a challenge, keep me in your prayers when I drive, the people with whom I make music and melody, the people with whom I disagree, the people with whom I argue and debate, the people whom I love, and even those who I find so darn challenging to love. How might my mindset change the world? You may know those words that have been attributed to St. Teresa of Avila, 16th century Christic mystic. Scholars debate whether or not she really said these words, but the words have fueled many people throughout the centuries. The words are this, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which God looks at compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which God blesses the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, Yours are the eyes, yours are the body. Christ has no body now, but yours. 
I don't think this implies that God is helpless without us. I think it tells us God's MO. God works through humans. Broken, tired, fearful humans. It's quite a job description. Christ has no body here but ours, no hands, no feet here on earth but ours. Ours, ours, the eyes through which he looks on this world with kindness. Ours are the hands through which God works. Ours are the feet on which he moves. Ours are the voices through which he speaks to this world with kindness. Through our touch, our smile, our listening ear, embodied in us, Jesus is living here. Let us go now, filled with the Spirit, into this world with kindness. It's a lovely little song written by Brian McLaren. You can find it on YouTube by Tracy Howell and Stephen Bell. Divine love does not have limits. Divine love sends us out. And it goes out to anyone, everyone, anywhere. So the question today is, to whom? To whom are you being sent? To whom are you going to represent divine love? Where will your footsteps take you? Where is your hands and your voice going to be called up in service? To whom will you go? Amen. I invite you now to go to the three different stations to ponder, to consider, to write, to pray. Let us pray. Oh God, we come before you as people who have been sent out into a world that is full of both brokenness and hope. We come before you with many prayers on our hearts and our minds, including those we have listed today and will now name aloud. We pray this day for uh, family members who are struggling with health issues. We pray for an end to gun violence and gun culture. Be with Nana, Sarah, Grandma and Grandpa, Aunt Joe, and all who are hurting. Help us all to be a vessel of your love and help us to bring mindsets that we may change the world around us. 
pray especially for Jan and all those who live with cancer. We pray for the well-being of this community here at California Lutheran. We give thanks for our part in it. Pray for today for those who are grieving, for those who are angry, for those who are tempted. We pray for broken hearts that need healing. Oh God, help us to become, help us to keep from becoming complacent. We pray for hurting black, queer, and Muslim lives. We pray for the 93 victims of gun violence in the past 72 hours and all those who love them. We pray, pray for all police officers that they may all represent the protect and to protect and serve motto pray for their safety and their security. We pray for those who grieve the loss of life, the loss of safety, the loss of community. We pray, O oh God, for peace in our world. We ask for prayers of wisdom and understanding as, and compassion for those working with students day in and day out. We pray for all those who are affected by memory loss, especially those with Alzheimer's and those who care for them. We pray for healing for Earl and John. And we pray for discernment in helping those around us who are ill. God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. God is blessing your hands and your feet so that they may respond to the compassionate impulse of your heart. God is blessing your hands and your feet so that your entire life and body are about the task of serving. In the name of God, 